Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show, Chris Graham, and we're going to be joined by Rod Mullins here on Street Knowledge. We're going to talk some NASCAR, and we're already moving towards the uh, towards the Final Four. We've got our first um, guy locked in there, Kyle Larson, with the narrow victory. I mean, I say narrow, narrow towards the finish line. He led 133 laps, Rod, but it was uh, uh, a little bit of strategy at the end, a good pit stop. Uh, a little later in the race and then just uh, kind of a drag race there in the last little little bit. Yeah, I mean, they had the car to beat on on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. Kyle Larson and the Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet, they they had the car to beat. But there toward the end of the race, we started seeing a push by Christopher Bell and the Toyotas. And when they started making it up through the front, Christopher Bell started challenging. And then at that point, Larson had to just start using every bit of knowledge that he had to be able to block, do everything that he could to keep Bell from, from getting the victory or crossing the crossing the start-finish line with that checkered flag ahead of him. In fact, Larson finished 0.082 seconds ahead of Christopher Bell. So we're talking about just a small amount. I'm not into <laughs> mathematics that much, but a small amount, okay? Yeah. But still, uh, you know, Kyle Larson punched his ticket into the uh, to the final four, if you want to call it that. And Christopher Bell is left wondering, I think we missed our chance. That could have been the chance that he needed, and then he could have kind of relaxed a little bit. He could have been locked in and not had to worry about it, but, uh, you know, it didn't work out that way. And even more, um, you know, if I guess the situation with, uh, with Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney could have uh, finished – you know, all right. He could have at least been contending up there, I think, for at least trying to make uh, the uh, the championship four. And he gets disqualified at the end of the race yesterday because of a shock absorber that was too long. So a lot of things happening at Las Vegas yesterday. Yeah, that's that's horrible luck there. Um, but on the other side, I don't know if we call it luck. What do you think of Kyle Larson's second stage? Uh, he dents the rear corner of his car when he bumps into the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously anything more than just that slight bump and that slight dent, his car's aerodynamics are taken out. I mean, you know, maybe obviously maybe doesn't win the race that, uh, his, his crew chief said that was pretty good driving more than just luck. Right. And I think that's a, uh, that's attributed to his dirt track and open wheel racing. I mean, he's able to go and take a car and sling it around the race car or the racetrack, uh, almost on a nightly or semi-nightly basis when he's not racing in NASCAR. And he does well with that. He loves getting it up high and kind of, you know, skirting the wall as tight as he can. And that's what ended up happening. He bumps the wall. And once he does that, you know, you think well, that's probably going to take an advantage uh, out for him uh, and make him almost uh, that much more vulnerable to losing this race. But he kind of used it to his advantage more than anything else. And then also with how he raced, uh, I think Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell said at the end of the race, he said, you know, um, that he raced him well and so forth. And Kyle Larson said back, uh, back right back at it and said that 
Christopher Bell always races him extremely clean when they're racing because these two know each other from being on the dirt tracks and so forth with each other. It couldn't have gotten uh, crazier than it did coming to the start finish line, as Larson said. But, you know, he thanked him more than anything else with racing him with a lot of respect in that race. And I think that made a big difference in who was going to win. And just like I said, Christopher Bell within just mere inches away from being locked into the championship four. Yeah, the playoff drivers all did well. You mentioned Blaney getting disqualified. He originally finished six before being DQ'd. Uh, the lowest finisher among the playoff drivers was Chris Buescher, uh, who was 10th. Um, right. So the playoff drivers are at their best right now. Um, but for Kyle Larson, it's an opportunity. If he wants to, he can, you know, he and his team can can begin, you know, putting their thoughts towards what they need to do in this in the championship race on November 5th. Um, I mean, they're they're saying all the the right things in terms of hey, we're still going to keep you know our our you know the the foot to the to the floor and and we're going to try to win these last two races as well. But you know, last year um, Joey Logano won Las Vegas and then he kind of used those last two weeks to get ready for Phoenix and he won the Phoenix race. So um, I mean, that seems to be the strategy uh, for for Larson and his team, and and they can they can relax a little bit if they want to. They want. That's the hard part of this, though, Rod. It's kind of like, you know, when I watch other sports, you have NFL teams, for example, maybe rest their starters the last two weeks of the season uh, if, they've, if they've already clinched a playoff berth. Or the same in, in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, you got to have – it's a fine line to thread to say, all right, you know, we're, we're in the final, we're in the championship race, we, we can relax a little bit, but if you relax too much, maybe you lose your edge going into that when, you, when you're out there on, on November 5th. Yeah, just ask Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. how, how much did they hold him back during preseason and everything? And then first game of the year, what does he end up doing? I mean, I yeah. kind of I, I see that strategy, but I also see this as, you know, this is you can ill afford to have a bad race now between now and by the time you get to Phoenix, you know, it's, it's one of these of where, yeah, we, we want to say he can relax. He can kick back a little bit, but I'm sure Larson's team is going to be, you know, clawing and scratching to try to get to the front for the next race, which is coming up to Homestead Miami this weekend, you know, and some of the other drivers too, you got William Byron in there, Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin and Chris Busher, they finished sixth through 10th in the race. Like you mentioned, of course, Busher finishing 10th. But, uh, you know, here it is. The race shook up the postseason picture, though, more than anything else, because Larson getting his automatic bid, Byron still holding on to the championship lead in what's now more tightly bunched. Uh, I forget how many points. It's like single digits, I think, separating just a couple of them. The 24, take that back, is 11 points up on now Denny Hamlin, who is plus four in this situation, and he leads his JGR teammate Martin Truex by one point, which is three points out of this. Now, Reddick, 15 points below the elimination line, uh, followed by Busher. Busher, unless things radically change between now and, of course, Homestead, and then also before we go to Martinsville, uh, Busher better be getting on the stick, and he better be getting on it fast. Whatever got him to this point uh, that he won those three races, uh, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski Racing better be focusing on it right now. Keselowski's out of it. He doesn't have to worry about it anymore. They need to be focusing on White got that 17 team to, you know, the uh, the playoffs in the first place and trying to make a last ditch run 
to see what they can do here with the playoffs looming. And, you know, the cutoff point, like I said, he's minus 23 points out of that. Blaney's now 56. Uh, if Blaney had ended up being, uh, you know, not disqualified yesterday, he would have been sitting there pretty close, but still the points have hurt him. And now he has to win. He has to win either this weekend or Martinsville or the show's off. It's done. It's over with. So you mentioned Homestead Miami this coming weekend on Sunday. Kyle Larson is the defending race winner. So, I mean, he's a guy that like, you know, we're talking about, he could take, uh, take it easy if he, if he wanted to at least a little bit, but this is a, the track he runs well at. You mentioned the, the four drivers below the cut line, Bell, Reddick, Blaney, Busher. Um, you know, there's, and as you mentioned, it's, it's tight uh, around, around that cut line. Um, what can we expect this weekend, do you think, uh, at Homestead? Well, I think from the way Jeff Gordon was talking yesterday, we can expect much of the same out of Kyle Larson because Kyle Larson uh, was, you know, of course he won this race. Jeff Gordon was asked the question if, you know, he is a better driver, if Larson's a better driver than what he was when he was racing for Hendrick. And Gordon's answer was, uh, yes, he is a much better driver. And, uh, you know, he was asked if he was potentially as good as the 93 race winner that we were talking about with Jeff Gordon. And he says, you take a guy like Kyle Larson, and his capabilities and his talent, and he's impressed me with his work ethic so far. I wasn't sure how he approached the cup series and with his crew chief and so forth, but you know what? All the data that goes into Cliff Daniels, his crew chief, then goes into Kyle Larson and then the meetings that they have. So it's a lot of information to absorb. But, you know, Jeff Gordon used this adage, you know, he stepped up to the plate. I mean, here we are in the baseball playoffs and stuff, looking at the World Series, and now he's talking about Kyle Larson stepping up to the plate. He's done everything that the organization has wanted out of him and then some, and now it seems like they're in the playoffs. They've got race uh, fast race cars. Uh, yeah, he's stepping to the plate, and this is the bottom of the ninth inning and the chance for, you know, Hendrick to get on the board, and, well, he's already taken care of it. He's hit that home run into deep, uh, deep center field. He has nothing else to worry about now. So he's just kind of setting back to kind of watch and see how the rest of the field is going to react this coming weekend at Homestead. What's, is there any, uh, any uh, silly season news? I know we're obviously still in the playoff race now, but is there any, any news about any, any driver movement, uh, t- you know, team news, anything of that nature uh, since we missed last week that we need to catch up on? Kind of quiet right now. I do know that uh, Hallie Deegan is thinking or is right now, I think she has been offered a position to go into the Xfinity series. So she'd be taking her next logical step is how she would be going into uh, racing. Uh, She started out in the truck series, but you know, I'm just going to say this. I don't think um, I've been impressed with her as much as I was uh, led to believe that she was going to be this really great racer. I mean, she's done well on Tony Stewart's superstar challenge uh, uh, that he's had, but uh, she's not really been able to prove anything. I think to a lot of people in the truck series, Uh, some people will say that she's complained a lot, And, you know, I don't know how that's going to get you. I think the only other news right now is uh, NASCAR, the city of Chicago, still negotiating a deal for the 2024 race. Um, It was kind of interesting to read this story as it came out. Um, I saw a figure on this. I forget exactly how much I'm looking at the article right now that I had last seen about how much money was spent and then how much the city actually made out of it. And it was way off from projections. 
you know, it was way off from projections, at least what the city was hoping for, said we would have been happy to uh, to not have an announcement and continue working on an agreement there. But this is based on the need to put something out there in the context of the overall schedule for 2024. And so they're still working for a final agreement. It depends. I think it's going to be on the weekend. It's the weekend that it has to race and so forth. But NASCAR, uh, you know, the city has to have commitments from NASCAR. This is the biggie right here to reimburse the city for costs at future races. So Chicago's kind of in a win-win situation. If you look at it that way and, I don't know if you want to compare it up to the way that the old games used to be in Chicago or what, but they've hit you up for, you know, future reimbursement from NASCAR. It sounded like they played their cards just right. It's Chicago politics. That's what they, yeah, they do. Okay. It. That's what I was trying to be nice about it, but now <laughs> that you bring it up, so they do it better there than anywhere. Yeah. right? So, <laughs> well, Homestead Miami this weekend, we look to see if there's a second ticket punched uh, into the championship four. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll look forward to to any other analysis coming from Rod as uh, the, the the days go on. Rod, as always, thank you for your time and your insight. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks.